Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. to another edition of MTAS Radio. My purpose is to empower you with information and conversation like the one you are here today that will make you think and ultimately lead to action where actions are so desperately needed. I want you to take out the sign and like us on Facebook. That's M-T-A-S for short or mightier than a sword. You can also visit us online by going to www.m hyphen T A S dot O R G and that's ww dot M hyphen T A S dot O R G. That's how you can find us online, folks. While you're out there folks, do not hesitate to go to the radio tab to catch up on past broadcasts um of the M show. A lot of useful information out there that you can use to add to your repertoire to um add value to your life and um hopefully impact your um, the way you think and the way you consider um, various subject matters and things of that sort. Again, folks, that's www.m-tas.org. And folks, do not hesitate to um, go to the resource tab. Remember, folks, millions of Americans are currently at risk of losing their life insurance protection or living without protection to begin with. Folks, if that is your situation, you know how much we talk about being uh, responsible and taking responsibility for your life options and your life choices and certainly that of your family. So remember this hour is being brought to you by John Green's Agency of American Family Insurance. So for all of your insurance needs, questions, and concerns, jot down this number and speak with a licensed representative to take care of that most important concern where life insurance is um, life insurance is concerned. Again, the number is 773-881- Nine five 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 again seven seven three eight eight one nine five 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 folks for all of your insurance needs questions and concerns. Always a pleasure to come to you. Always a pleasure to come to you each and every Sunday five thirty Central Standard Time. And today, like any other Sunday, I'm glad to be back in the saddle and um, come to you and have a live show. Live show. Get the party started um, and get. Um, get this year on the way. Um, can you believe it? We're already three Sundays um, into the um, into 2016, right? Time waits on no man. Time waits on no man. So, folks, again, we, we certainly um, want to get the party started. Always good to come to you to hear what's on your mind, hear what's on your heart relative to a number of subject matters, folks. And today we're talking legacy. We're asking you to think about the question. 
very important question in my estimation. We're raising the question of, do you find your life to be driven by a sense of legacy or something else? Let me, um, let me pause there for a second. Have you folks think about that. Do you find your life to be driven by a sense of legacy or something else? I ran across some um, article and considering this particular question this morning, thought about it, I, I began to think about some of the um, shows we had leading into 2016, and uh, we talked about a number of um, subject matters that were that were somewhat along this line, and I thought um, being so early in the new year, what a perfect conversation to have relative to um, getting us to think about the importance of legacy, what is legacy, what is it all about. Do you think of your life in that, in that from that framework? And do others um, that are highly driven, highly motivated, um, super achievers, if you will, do they think of their lives from that context? Are is their life, if you will, is it driven from a sense of legacy? Right? Uh, what? What motivates them? What drives them? What gets their juices going? Right. Um, that's what we, that's what I want you folks to think about today. Also, I want you folks to think about. Right. I want you also to think about. We just um, we just celebrated uh, the man with the dream. His birthday, as I understand, it, was this past Friday. Right, um, January the fifteenth, twenty sixteen. I don't think I forget how old um, Dr. King would have been. Maybe you folks know, um, but the point is this: the fight for civil rights. I want you guys to consider this: the fight for civil rights was the fight about legacy, having the right to define, create, and determine our life's options based on personal initiative free from discriminatory practices that created unfair barriers to personal pursuits. I know oftentimes when we um, approach this time of the year, we we remember uh, men like Dr. King, and he certainly uh, was not the only one uh, that was at the forefront of the fight. But I don't know how often do we think about what um, took place then from the context of the conversation that we're having today in terms of a legacy, was that a fight about legacy, having the right to define and create and determine our life options based upon personal initiative free from discriminatory practices? Think about that, folks. Um, I recall one of his speeches where he said something to the effect of a man that has not found something to die for right something to die for that man is not fit to live interesting thought interesting thoughts so as we raise today's conversation again 7185089533 press 1 will certainly get you in again 7185089533 will certainly get you in i want you folks to think about that i want you to think about um, what King said relative to um, his understanding of legacy, uh, um, a man not finding something to die for, is not fit to live, uh, what was that all about, and how do you, again, how do you define your life? Do you find your life to be driven by a sense of legacy 
or something else. But before we get off into today's conversation, I go to the phone lines. I share a little more information as to this idea of legacy. I found I came across an interesting article too. I posted on my personal uh, page, and I also move it over to the MTAS page as well. I'll share a little of the information, a uh, little as we progress in today's conversation. But let's think about legacy here, folks. What is legacy? What is legacy? One definition says that legacy is a gift by will, especially of money or other personal property. Another definition says something transmitted by or received from an ancestor, ancestor or predecessor or from the past. Anything handed down from the past. So as we talk about legacy, having our lives driven by a sense of legacy, um, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about um, something that you know that guiding, that guiding, a guiding principle, if you will, a guiding principle, if if you will. That's one. That's one way of, of thinking about it. Something that's really guiding us um, in terms of. Um, leaving something, passing something on, um, thinking about our lives from the context of um, future generation, passing um, passing something on. And, and here's another, here's, here's something else. As I begin to think about this, consider the whole notion of legacy and things of that notion, another thought came to mind relative to this whole idea of legacy, and that was this. You know, legacy... You know, although we think about it from the context of the end of our days, if you will, or um, stages towards the end of one's life, that's not the only way we should think of legacy. We also should think of legacy from the context of choices and decisions that we're we're making on a day-to-day basis that's actually um, creating legacy, if you will. You know, again, at different stages of our lives, you can think about if it was to end today, right, if this job, if this opportunity was to end at this particular moment, how would um, how would I be remembered in this particular in this particular position, right, if you decide to uh, move from one company to another company, what would have been your legacy at the prior company? Right? That's one way of thinking about legacy. It's not always at the end of our life's journey, but more so at different periods or stages of our lives we can think about legacy from that context. So I want you guys to think about that and consider if life is a game, if life is a game, what are the rules in which you're playing by if life is a game as we talk about legacy? What are your rules? Again, folks, 718-508-9533, 718-508-9533. We're talking, do you find your life to be driven by a sense of legacy or something else? Article that I came across today, very interesting piece. Again, folks, you'll find it on my Facebook page. I'm going to move it over to the MTAS page. Maybe I'll move it as we have today's conversation. For those of you out there who's following the show live, you can um, check out this article for yourself. It's titled, Five Ways a Legacy-Driven Mindset Will Define Leadership. Now, what does that have to do with you? What does that have to do with me? It's talking about leadership, but it's talking about legacy nonetheless. And it says, Five Ways a Legacy-Driven Mindset Will Define um, Your Leadership or Your Life. That's kind of how I substituted what this guy was saying. And I, I found this piece again, on uh, Forbes.com in the leadership section, 
Interesting piece, folks. Um, you know, this guy, he, he says here, I'm trying to go I'm trying to go to the beginning of this piece, but I don't want you folks to miss one of the things that he says. He says here, he says, surprises him how many leaders don't spend enough time thinking about their legacy, what they will leave behind for the organization and the people they serve. Folks, again, let's not just think about this from the context of um, a business or a corporation or those who we know um, or we see as being leaders. I mean, if you're a parent, um, that makes you a leader. Um, you know, if you're a member of a community, that makes you, uh, in many respects, that makes you responsible for something, and certainly the whole notion of responsibility lends itself to leadership, right? So let's think about it in the broadest of context or the broadest of sense so that we can actually gain some traction from today's conversation as we talk about five ways, a, le- a legacy-driven mindset with defining leadership. Again, he says that um, uh, he finds it, he, it surprises him how many leaders don't spend enough time thinking about their legacy when they will leave behind what they will leave behind for their organization or the people they serve. Webster Dictionary defines legacy as anything headed down from the past as from an ancestor or predecessor. Legacy is not bound by age or time served. That's the point I made earlier. That legacy represents your body of work at each stage of your life or career as you establish the foundational building blocks and accumulate the required wisdom to contribute to growth, innovation, and the opportunity both inside and outside the workplace. Also think about inside and outside your home or inside uh, or within your community and things of that context, from that context rather. Your legacy grows with each new experience, with each previous untested idea and bold ideal that you are courageous enough to deploy at each time you inspire others to see something through fruition. Um, this particular piece goes on to talk about, let me, let me just get into the uh, the five key components that this gentleman says that a legacy-driven mindset will shape one's life. He says that um, in one way, if you think in terms of legacy, it certainly will impact your sense of identity and values, right? When you think in terms of a legacy, passing something down, and what does that mean to pass something down? In order for, for you to pass something down, right, that means that um, you certainly um, – you, you, you've built something that had lasting value, and you have this sense of this sense or belief in sustainability, right? How do I sustain what I've created? How do I sustain the value that um, that I've created uh, by my life, right? The uh, value that my life have, the value in which my life has created. How do I sustain that, right? So he says that that type of thinking, that type of mindset certainly will impact us in the area of identity and values. He says, secondly, if we think in terms of legacy, it will also serve um, as a as a guiding as guiding principles or guiding foundational principles, as he put it. He said, once you have been able to solidify your identity and set of values, how do they translate into a set of guiding principles that others can begin to expect from you, right? That's what we're talking about when we're talking about legacy. What is it that 
What is it that others expect from you, right? When when your name comes up in conversation, what is said of you? What is perceived of you? What is understood um, about your character, about your personality, about what you represent, right? We're talking legacy-driven mindset. These principles should represent your most enduring ideas and ideals and set the tone for your performance and expectation as a leader, or set the tone and your performance and expectations as as a mother, as a father, as an entrepreneur, as a community member, whatever the case may be, right? A guiding guiding, guiding foundational principle, he says here, number two. The third thing that a legacy-driven mindset will produce is courage and risk-taking, Right? You certainly won't be an individual who's always um, willing to remain in the stands, if you will. You'll certainly be willing to get out um, get out on the floor and make something happen. He says it will produce courage and risk-taking. Fourth thing, genuine care to advance others. Genuine care to advance others, and that's, that's critically important. And certainly that's what we think about in many aspects when we talk about legacy and things of that nature. We're thinking about um, um, the the we're thinking about the value of our names, if you will, the value of our body of work, and how that could be um, uh, how that could be leveraged, if you will, for the advancement of others who um, comes after us. Again, fourth point: genuine care to advance other. Last point he talked about is responsibility and accountability. If we have a legacy-driven mindset, we would think from that context: responsibility and ca- accountability. Who are you responsible to? What are you responsible for? In um, in what sense? Uh, are you accountable um, to the next generation? In what sense are you accountable for uh, accountable to your community, to your country, and things of that nature? And, uh, recently, I saw a meme on Facebook. You guys probably seen it floating around, and it was a meme that um, it kind of spoke to. It was it was a meme of a of an African American. Soldier with tears in his eyes, and the mem read something to the degree of black men must feel uh, it must really hurt black men to go off and fight in war and come back home and get treated in um, in in a disrespectful sense. Right? It says something to that degree. I can't quote it verbatim at this particular point, but maybe you guys saw it floating around. And the position that I took after seeing that piece was, nah, maybe, nah, that's not it at all. That's not it at all. You know, black men should not feel a sense of, um, um, like, they're um, ignorant, stupid, or short-sighted for fighting wars and things of that nature. Many of those, Many of those men and many of the men today who choose that route show a great deal of responsibility and accountability. And what do I mean by that? Responsibility for um, challenging the country, challenging the nation to live up to the true meaning of his, of his creed. I'm, I'm channeling Dr. King here. Did you guys peep that? Thought you did. Yeah, but that's the point, right? It, it's challenging. You know, these men have challenged um, 
the notion of freedom, challenge the um, the ideas of freedom, or um, have um, demanded or uh, have demanded that um, that we do better as a country, right? Not not this whole sense of you know brothers are stupid if they do this. Um, you know you're not going to be treated fairly. So what's the point? Why go off to fight? Well, they had a sense of, you know what, I'm responsible for what the country becomes. I'm responsible for what my family becomes. And if that means that I have to fight, if that means I have to push the envelope forward, then that's what I'm willing to do. So again, folks, you're talking legacy, a legacy-driven mindset. And how important is it to have a legacy-driven mindset? Again, folks, the question that's on the table today as I come to the phone lines, the question that is on the table today, do you find your life to be driven by a sense of legacy or something else? Again, 718-508-9533, 718-508-9533. As I come to the phone lines now, as we have this very important conversation, at the beginning, at the beginning, towards the beginning of um 2016. I, I, I can't think of another more important conversation to have today other than um, beginning um, the first live broadcast um, of MTAS, other than talking about legacy and a sense of legacy. 312, I'm coming to you right now. What say you as we talk about legacy and having a legacy driven um, life, if you will? What, what's your thoughts about what you heard so far and what's your sense of. Um, Having a legacy-driven life. Hello. Hello. How we doing? I'm. How are you? Doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. Sound like Stephanie. Appreciate you joining the conversation. Looks like you've been holding for a while, and I certainly don't want to um, keep you from saying what you have to say. So, uh, what's on your mind um, as we talk about? Um, do you find your life to be driven by a sense of legacy or something else? Um, I don't know. I think legacy is something that we don't necessarily think about. We've always thought about it as being family and the name and carrying that on on past um, life or whatever. But understanding that what you leave behind, um, as far as a sense of what you add, what your what is your footprint that you leave behind that actually helps others along, pretty much can possibly be what I I see as a legacy. Um, I'm probably not the best person to probably speak upon it because I'm still trying to understand my own legacy, let alone how to even get to the point where if I am leaving something, what am I able to leave behind as far as will be my legacy, but understanding that was my idea what I would assume it would be. Mm. I, I, I certainly get that. I, I know a lot of times when we hear that, um, I don't know, and, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play with you a little bit. Do you do you find that to be a, a scary word? Because it's it's interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's kind of like um, what is it like? It, 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 it to me, it's what the writer said. It's your uh, it's what you represent. It's your um, highest idea, right? Ideals, rather. It's when uh, when others think of you. Uh, what do they think of? To me, that's that's a part of legacy building and legacy creation. But 
I'm listening to what you're saying, and I and I can respect that. So, do you find the whole notion or idea to be um, either confusing or scary or something um, challenging to wrap your your mind around? Yes and no. Um, I have this inkling, like things that you always saw yourself as and what you wherever you saw yourself as and the plan you had for yourself, assuming that would be something that you will be able to establish and build upon and bring forth whoever you're gonna put forth out there, things change. So what happens is the scary part of all that is is that which you assume your legacy probably would have been may not be what your legacy will be now. And the problem is is that sometimes we don't plan for that. We don't plan for if this doesn't work out, what else am I going to do? And most things, most people don't think about legacy when they're doing anything. Sometimes it's just what happens. I don't think that that Bill Gates was thinking in his mind, I'm going to be able to design this, uh, design some software that's going to put me on the forefront of computer software throughout where it's going to be installed on everything and everyone is going to, the operating system is going to operate anything and everything, including rocket ships going all the way to the moon. I'm just saying that sounding really immature. I mean, you know, big childish when I say that. That is absolutely true. He probably didn't think. He probably in his mind was just thinking, I'm going to play around with some things in my head. I'm going to see how it works, and if it does, awesome, I'm going to make me a couple of dollars. He probably didn't think it was going to establish himself as being the forefront, the father of the operating system, the Microsoft operating system. Um, and you can go on and on about all these different individuals. I don't think they, in their mind, was thinking they were establishing their legacy. I think they were just thinking about how to probably pay their bills, and it just happened to become that. Um, those of us who think about legacy and probably have our minds on it, we think that this is going to establish our legacy when we do actually function, um, actually sit and think about it and try to put forth effort to make it, um, make it come forth. And when things change, when something falls through or your ride to the CEO seat or the vice presidency didn't work out and you assume that was going to be your legacy that you leave behind, it may not work out that way, and now it's changing. Now you're lost thinking you have no legacy to leave behind. So it's an interesting type of idea of legacy and what it is and what we think it is and what we believe it to be and how we're going to accomplish it if that's what our minds are set to do. Mm-hmm. Interesting you say that, um, and, I, and I get you on that. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think I see it a little bit different. Um, I think I don't, I don't necessarily think that um, one's idea of that big, whatever, that big thing that you're working on, um, that legacy, right, um, I, I don't necessarily think it's something that's always set in stone. I think at different stages of our lives um, it might grow. Right. Um, as we continue to progress, the vision becomes clearer. Um, the sense of uh, as we get older, as you mentioned, I believe, our sense of we we might we might be more inclined to think in terms of legacy because uh, I think that's uh, maybe that's a different level of thought, if you will, because now you're thinking in terms of um, sustainability, how it will be remembered, what am I leaving behind, what impact am I having, what impact have I, have I, what impact have I um, had in the lives of 
individuals, uh, my family, first and foremost, uh, my community, you know, that sort of thing. And that tends to change. I don't think that that's something that's necessarily etched in stone. But I would challenge you in the sense of when you talk about a certain level of greatness and a certain level of, um, and I and I know that many of these people who we could think about, maybe they're exceptions to the rules and things of that nature, but I don't think that when you achieve a, a certain level of greatness, if you will, that that was um, – by mistake. I certainly think that some individuals really set out to really accomplish something major. Now, that might not be true of all of us, but I do think there are individuals out here that really um, live, their li- live their lives from that context. They're, they're, thinking about, um, they're thinking about these things. You know, this is not something that they take lightly. You know, um, they take serious protecting their family. They take serious their family name. They take serious um, what will come after me. What am I leaving behind? That kind of thing. And if, in fact, it's something that we really want to have a hand in and we want it to be something that's worth talking about, that has to be intentional. It has to be intentional. Because here's what I would say. I think that regardless of how big, how great or small, um, whatever we're working on is, everyone on some level leave a legacy. You know, you remember for something. It don't matter. It doesn't matter if it's if it's good or bad. You know, um, evil or or good. You know, we all leave a legacy. The song comes to mind. Who was that? Who was that? Was it the um, Was it the Temptations who uh, talked about Papa was a Rolling Stone? Wherever he laid his hat was his home, right? But then then he said something to the degree of, but when he died, all he left us was alone. You know, that sort of thing. So it's about, you know, so everyone on some level um, leave a legacy, you know, have something by which people remember them by. I guess the question for me is what kind of legacy we're embarking upon and how do we want to be remembered? Because somebody's going to remember you for something, right? So what's your thoughts about that, Stephanie? I just wanted to present that to you. I will assume, I mean, you're you're right. I mean, there is a, either a negative or a positive, and that's pretty much what it is. I don't know if too many people in their mindset have to say, you know what, I forget it. I don't care if you, I want to leave behind myself being the worst father ever. I don't I think things just happen to just turn out to be that way. I'm, I'm thinking about those who consciously think about their legacy, consciously. Because one thing about legacy is legacy, we're mortal, but legacies are immortal. And it's what goes on and on. And sometimes it lasts for one or two generations. Sometimes it lasts for generation after generation. And sometimes it just, after a while, it, it's over. It, it doesn't beyond just you. It doesn't go beyond just one generation. And that's it. I mean, and the thing is, is like, I'm not going to lie. I have I've aunts and uncles, great aunts and uncles, that I couldn't tell you anything about them. Um, not that it wasn't necessarily something that what I was meant, their legacy wasn't important. It's just that it's just what it is. Sometimes you have 
those who go on and on, you're constantly talking about that one person who, and you and remember Grandpa such and such, blah, 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 he did this, he did you, that stuff goes on and on and on and on because that legacy. And I think that's why some of us tend to look at the, the fact of family being that, that legacy, that name being there very important. My uncle right now, my cousins rather, who was very concerned about their uncle having a son. I mean, he had a, he has a son, but his son had a son who has his mother's name. He was concerned because the two girls only had children that was after named after their father's name. So they didn't have the last name, and they were concerned that their father was concerned that he would not have anything to go beyond him. So the grandson eventually, who was raised by his grandfather, changed his last name to his last name. So he is he has the same last name now. But they, for some reason, that was important for that name to continue to go on in his mind. And no, and I can't, I can't say that he's wrong because that's what he felt. Now, it, my uncle was not a person who was not. He's established himself as far as legacy where he is because he's done a lot. I mean, he's 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 pretty much the who's who where he lives. So it's obvious that he will be established. He's established himself, and his legacy is his career's concern. But his his um, the concern they were concerned about was the legacy of family, mm. and they were concerned about that. So as of I think when um, my cousin turned twenty one, he changed his last name legally, mm. and he felt that way anyway. It just so happened when he was born, his mom's. Names on the birth, that's his name. And so it was not his fault or the reason, it was just how everything works out, but he changed it legally. So tell me it was important to them. Yeah, interesting, interesting. And, and, and I, I can appreciate that. Um, but here's what I would say. You know, when I, when I think I, I think the whole idea of legacy is big in my mind. I think it's huge in my mind. And the uh, reason why I say that is because, as Robert said earlier, it, it serves as a as a as a guiding principle, right? Uh, you know, a foundation to how you tend to lead, a foundation as to how you tend to think about things and things of that nature. And I would challenge you and those who's out there who um, who's listening, here's something to think about. You know, if most of us thought about life from the context of um, establishing a uh, uh, a powerful legacy, if you will, or really seeing value in the life that we're living or having a purpose-driven life, if you will. What impact would that have on maybe senseless violence in certain neighborhoods if, in fact, um, individuals who participate in, in certain lifestyles, if they thought of their life from that standpoint of legacy, having a legacy-driven mindset, right, um, and really seeing value in themselves. I want you to really think about that, Stephanie. And as you think about that, I want you to think about, because I guess here's what I'm asking here, to what degree do you think many of us are aware of our ability to influence and create our legacy? Or predict the future, for that matter, because as as we talk about legacy, isn't a part of that about 
planning for the future, and if we're planning for the future, and if we're being very intentional about that, to some degree, we're saving the future. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, and like I said before earlier, in our minds, if we think that way, most of us do, we think that way, but sometimes when I told you what the scary part is then is when that plan of creating that goes awry or something changes where now when you thought you was on the way of on the road to becoming vice president, establishing your legacy in that career, it changes where now you've just been given a pink slip. So it gets to a point of throwing you off where you plan, and I don't care how much you plan, and I don't want to come off as being dire, but sometimes being realistic is important, is understanding is what part of your legacy is important to you. And if we put the importance on what this part of my legacy is more important than the other, you have to kind of put this idea of, okay, well, if this doesn't work out the way I'm okay, would this make things worse for you or whatever? And you have to come to the conclusion of saying, you know what, I'm okay or whatever. But understanding that things can change even in the road of planning for that because everything's not going to always be on the same what saying what's name now, some of us tend to have our bouts. I mean, like I said, I keep bringing up certain individuals, but I bring up these people's names because they have established themselves as far as in that arena. Like Bill Gates, I doubt he developed, he had, he just developed one operating system and it worked out perfectly, voila, and boom, there it went. No, I can guarantee he probably had moments where he failed and it, it failed continuously over and over and over again until it worked. And either he had to make a choice to either give up or continue on, he made the choice to continue on, and there he was. But sometimes when some people have the privilege and the honor of making those mistakes and being able to get back up, some people don't. Sometimes you fail, that's really your only chance. And being that that's the only chance, you have to get to a point of understanding what part of this is this important as far as my legacy is concerned. I get it. I think. I think as I as I listen to you and what I take from what you're saying, um, certainly um, it's not always just a straight line. There's always some course corrections along the way. Uh, sometimes there's um, delayed um, gratification, if you will. Um, that sort of thing happened. But when you talk about my ability to influence and create and decide what my legacy will be, I, I'm i empowered to know that that's in my hands, that I could right now in this moment, this day, this year, decide on what my life is about, you know, what I what what's important to me, and what do I want to focus my energy and uh, my intelligence, my potential, my potentials, and all those things towards. And I think that... Um, I, I don't know how often we really pause and think about that, that 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 I could create that, that I can kind of determine that, that I can shape that. And I want you to stay right there because I, I talk, I spoke earlier about Dr. King. I talked earlier about the civil rights movement and things of that nature. Seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three. Seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three. I want you to think about um, you know what we said in reference to the civil rights movement earlier in the conversation, and if that was a fight 
about legacy, about having a right to define and create and determine our own life options. Call, I'm coming to you right now. I see you calling. I don't see the area code, but certainly want to hear what's on your mind as we talk about do you find your life to be driven by a sense of legacy or something else? What are your thoughts about um, the whole idea of legacy and how we should think about uh, ideals of legacy? Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. How you doing, kind sir? Oh, I'm doing well. Happy New Year to everybody. Um, Happy, to your New Year. Question, Happy New Year to you. To, to get to your question, I, I'm, I'm trying to determine whether or not you want an idealistic answer or you want a real answer. Because the overwhelming majority of people do things to serve what they think is their interest. If there mm. is some component part of legacy, that is by default and a very small percentage of them will start thinking somewhere down the road about what they will leave as far as in their personal life to their offspring, to their, to their children, to their relatives, their immediate family, and what they want to leave to charity. But the overwhelming majority of people, I think you're in the insurance business. I think you talk about the value of insurance. I think if we sat down and you looked over your numbers, and just off the top of your head, if I ask you what percentage of people look out for, their, for the well-being of their next generation through insurance methodology and things of that nature, I think you get out there and try to struggle to make sales all the time. And there's a very, there is a very focused group of people who get the necessary insurances to take care of their property. So I think that is a reflection on legacy. See, I think what we try to do even in business, if you go look at a business, your business, other businesses, if you stop and ask the executives at that business, what do they have for a succession plan downstream? That's a part of a business legacy. Most of them don't have a comprehensive uh, succession plan on what they're going to look out for the future. I've often sat across the desk from people uh, and, and, and executives who would say, let the next manager, let the next director, let the next VP who come in handle that. I'm trying to take care of what's happening today. Because most of the things are focused on today, and if we go to one other thing real quick, if we go back to the invisible hand theory in economics, uh, posited by Adam Smith, he talked about just the nature of the marketplace and the dictates of the nature of the marketplace make sure that people take care of what happens now and with the growth of the marketplace, legacy is taken care of. That's a byproduct, not a primary focus for the overwhelming majority of people. And, you know, I've always said Seventy percent of people are attitudinally illiterate and lazy. So they, if seventy percent of the people are that way, that means the overwhelming majority of them aren't thinking about legacy. Mm. Interesting to hear you say that, Andrew, and I appreciate that honest answer because um, uh, I think that's important to understand and to be stated. Now, when you from that now, just considering what you stated in terms of uh, most people who don't think downstream, you're absolutely right. It's just a challenge, and he, when I'm having this conversation with families about thinking about uh, financially protecting their families and the impact that that will have downstream. Now, just from your standpoint, what's the trade-off? Um, of that short-term thinking, if you will, not considering the next generation, not thinking downstream. Is there a trade-off in that? Is there an impact to be um, talked about when people don't consider the long-term ramification of their their lives? And we can talk. We can talk about it from. We can talk about an idealistic 
or ideological perspective on that and what people could do to optimize things. But that's certainly up to each individual on how they see what is fit for them to do. Some people are, and I'll give a crude, this is a very crude example. Reptiles lay eggs. The eggs hatch and the parents are nowhere around to protect them. Every lizard, every uh, 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 crocodile on their own to make their own life. Now you have birds who will stick with their with their with their offspring until they get wings enough to fly to get out of the nest. They're going to protect them, feed them, and do all of that directly involved. And what I'm suggesting that human beings have the capacity to do either or. And the overwhelming of overwhelming majority of people look out for themselves, and by default and by byproduct, their children will benefit because a lot of people just don't sit down and think that far in advance. And this is across the board for all racial, ethnic groups and everything else, if you look at it. That's why everyone tries to get people and convince people for years, <clears throat> excuse me for clearing my throat, to get insurances and do all these other things, to ensure that their children have a college fund. All of that is about legacy. How many people do that, John? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So those are the things. No those are the things that those are the things that people struggle with when you talk about lazy. I mean, legacy. And you even talked about civil rights. And I think it might be key if I can interject real quick on the civil rights component part of it. What I would humbly submit to anyone would have that discussion with anyone listening is that civil rights was not about legacy. It was about the here and um, that here and now for them. They wanted freedoms that they could capitalize on. Now, now there is a part of the discussion. And that's what people, I think, get mixed up. There's a part of the discussion that certainly you want your children to be able to benefit. But the ultimate task was to get immediate results because people wanted to capitalize then and there on what the world would offer. They weren't looking. I mean, that wasn't the primary focus of the, of the effort. It was to get our uh, uh, civil rights today and now. Mm. And uh, and the children being uh, just being uh, recipients of their fight, but not necessarily thinking downstream where the children are were concerned. Right, right. I'm saying it's not primary. I'm saying the primary thing was to get things done then and now, and and their children by default. Again, if you go back and just look at what most people didn't believe that we were going to get civil rights. They were out there functioning, trying to do that. That was a small segment of population. People have the, the have the false sense of thinking that everyone was involved with everything. These are small groups that get things done. Small groups get things done. So what were the overwhelming majority of people doing? But if you talk to most African Americans of of age during the civil rights period, when they were of age to be out participating, you would think the whole black community, well, so-called black community was involved with civil rights. Everybody was doing something. But believe me, there was a small group of people out there busting their butt doing all of this work. Yeah, and I definitely appreciate you you saying that. You're absolutely right. Um, But wasn't a part of that fight about if we could really talk about what that fight was about, if not legacy? But wasn't about was it? Would you say that it was about a right to define and create and determine one's life option based upon personal initiative? Well, it was defined and based off of law. And more than anything else, what people I say leave out of the equation when they talk about this is that you have to be in a system that will allow you to do that. See, we forget about the, we we constantly hear about the negatives of this system, the negatives of of racism, this and that. The system couldn't have been as racist as it, as as people claim it to be. Otherwise, they wouldn't have integrated it into part of what we do. 
The system has to have the capacity to hear, acknowledge, and to infuse it, infuse it in, in itself. Because if we can go to places in the world right now where we, they, people stand up to this day and talk about rights and, and citizenship and all these other things, and they haven't gotten them yet because the system they live in doesn't allow that. And that may, that's why I've always recognized white people and any other people who were involved with civil rights here in the United States to allow that to happen, for us to be a participant of civil. That means the civil rights of a citizen here. And then most people wanted to take advantage of that so that they can grow and optimize who they are, and by default, their children will be able to take advantage of it, and hopefully downstream, people can be more idealized and more, and, 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 and more focused on passing things down to the next generation if they seem fit. But that's the beauty of this system. You can do it or you don't. Mm. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I appreciate you sharing that, Andrew. Seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three. Seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three. We're talking legacy. Do you find your life to be driven by a sense of legacy or something else? Stephanie, I want to come back to you. I'm listening to what Andrew had to say relative to the civil right, uh, civil rights, and uh, children being uh, not necessarily primary or the whole sense of legacy not necessarily being prime the primary driver of individual pursuit, but um, the byproduct thereof, how, how do you understand civil rights? Do you see it as um, a fight for legacy, having the right having the right to define, create, and determine our life options based upon personal initiative, free from discriminatory practices that create unfair barriers to personal pursuits? How do you how do you perceive that? I mean what was the fight about in your mind? I see both. Um, I see both as being those who probably had the those who were thinking legacy, and you had those who were thinking about that moment in that generation and only their generation. Um, they were thinking about right then and there. Um, some people were probably thinking that probably had a little bit more insightful. Probably, I, I don't honestly believe it was everybody, and I really don't believe it was the majority. Um, so it was a very small minority who probably thought legacy and thought about it being something going something long term. I don't believe everybody thought that it was everybody in the in the movement was thinking legacy. I think they were just believing of something to benefit from that generation and that generation only. Um, and sometimes we sometimes those who are thinking that way it doesn't make it wrong. They're just trying to benefit at that moment. And probably, and like I said before, I do believe that most people who most people go forth in doing anything do not think about anything outside of that. I think to think about, to me personally, to think about legacy is to think about and know about your mortality, and and know your mortality, to know that you won't be here. Know, understand that time is limited. Know that things are not going to be here all the time. You may not wake up the next day, and understand. What goes on after you is to understand more, understand legacy, and most people don't think about that. Most people don't think about legacy into the winters of their lives. Probably I'll give them into the fall of their lives, but mostly fall and winters of their lives, they don't think about those things. Something does not get them to the point of thinking about what goes on after them because they're not, people are pretty selfish. They're not thinking about what happens after them because right now they're thinking at that moment. Just like Andrew said about insurance, they're not thinking about life insurance until they brought to the conclusion of we need someone to help us pay for little Robbie's burial because they didn't think that they were going to be faced with mortality that soon. So, right. no, I, 
Mm-hmm. They don't think about any of those things. So, no, I don't believe everybody was thinking about legacy. Yeah, interesting. No no doubt about it. Um, interesting listening to um, both you and Andrew um, state that, for the most part, I mean, you know, most of us were thinking about what's going on in our personal lives and, and things of that nature, what impact us today. Um, but certainly there's a trade-off with that. And, um, and there is an impact that comes with only thinking um in those terms, right? Oftentimes, you know, we could, um, you know, short-term thinking could lead to, um, it could lead to some negative, it could lead to a lot of negative consequences by just thinking in the moment, not thinking downstream, not thinking about the consequences of the decision that you're making today. And that's why I think just the whole idea, as the writer talked about, in terms of having a legacy-driven mindset, is critically important because it does shape the quality of your decision. Right. Even if I'm thinking about the moment, even if I'm thinking about me, if I'm thinking in terms of legacy, and that is, okay, what am I leaving behind? Not just what I'm leaving behind after death, what am I leaving behind when I leave this moment, when I leave this company, when I leave this career, uh, what will be case in point? What will be the legacy of the Obama administration? Right. That sort of thing. So I, I, I think that some of that although most people don't think that way, it certainly will benefit many of us to consider that, if you will. I want to come back to Andrew, and uh, maybe you have something to um, add to what I just said or even um, challenge some of my my notions there. But, um, Andrew, if you're still with me, whose responsibility is it um, uh, who's responsible for your own personal legacy? Is it you or is it somebody else? Each individual is responsible for their own. And I think an example you gave on the presidency, uh, just and when you have a president like uh, President Obama who's serving his second term, I think the first three quarters of any president who, serve, who, who wins back-to-back, their first three quarters, they're thinking about what they can do in the immediate term. They're not thinking about a legacy. Now they get into the last year of their presidency, and think about it within the context, almost like dog years. Like, and I think Stephanie put it extremely well when she talked about the winter of one's life, the fall of one's life is when they start thinking about this. When someone's still full of vim and vigor, they're thinking about what they can do at that particular point in time to optimize who they are. So the president, before he gets out of here on his last term, he's going to start trying to do things, pardon a few people here and there, do some things that will make nice so he can get a uh, a wing of or a wing of a hospital named after of him and have a strong leg- legacy in that capacity. That's when people really start thinking about those things. Those are the people that do it. Again, like I think Stephanie gave great examples when she talks about uh, Bill Gates and people like that. They're out there trying to make profit, and through profit. And when the system works, that's when people benefit. The trajectory pulls people up with them. And that's the beauty, again, back to Adam Smith, uh, when he talks about the invisible hand. The invisible hand pulls everyone up, and that by default will leave those byproducts where everyone benefits. But initially, what people are trying to do is serve their interests. They're trying to benefit and optimize who they are. And, again, there are benefits from looking and saying, I want to do something uh, that leaves a legacy, well, again, with insurances, and a lot of, and some people do that, and they capitalize on it, and that is nothing but a positive, but other people are short-sighted, myopic, but that doesn't mean that you're going to do negative. That means that you're trying to maximize everything that you can do and, and to benefit from it 
at this particular point in time and in a short distance instead of looking way out because sometimes you can falter and make bad decisions looking too out, too far in the future. Mm, no doubt about it. Uh, we have roughly about three minutes left in the conversation. Stephanie, I'm going to allow you to have the final uh, final say here as we close out on today's conversation dealing with do you find your life to be driven by a sense of legacy or something else. Um, very, 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 very uh, mentioned conversation in my estimation. Uh, I'm trying to find this, this this final quote as we close out today. Stephanie, what comes to mind when you hear legacy is not simply the story that will be told or things that was, will be said at the end of one's life journey, but legacy is the summation of my choices and decisions of which I make daily. What comes to mind when you hear that? Pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Imagine when you, every day you wake up and you realize that, wow, I have to do what again in order to fulfill what, so I can leave behind what again? Wow. Okay. Okay, so something else to think about. <laughs> mm. Okay, so you so you feel the weight of the responsibility that comes with that thought, huh? I mean, legacy to think about. Let's be honest. That's why I don't believe people think about legacy. I think they are bothered by the fact of everything else that is probably what they're thinking about surviving, let alone what someone's going to leave. That's why people do the easy way out by just having kids and just giving them their last name. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and certainly legacy should be a little bit deeper than that, right? You would hope. But hey, it's not as it's stressful but not as stressful. No doubt about it, no doubt about it. Well, certainly we can go on and on on this conversation, very important conversation dealing with legacy. Do you find your life to be driven by a sense of legacy or something else? Folks, go to my Facebook page. Folks, go to my Facebook page. Folks, you'll find a very interesting conversation, a very interesting article dealing with legacy, the uh, five key points I mentioned earlier. Um, also, um, go to johngreen.info. Leave your name, your email address, so we can add you to the mailing list. Folks, remember millions of Americans are currently at risk of losing their life insurance protection or living without insurance to begin with. If that is your situation, 773-881-9555, 773-881-9555. Remember, this hour is being brought to you by John Green's Agency of American Family Insurance. Visit us online, www.m-tas.org. Folks, remember the community in which we live, the community in which we reside is the community that we create. I am responsible. You are responsible. We are able to respond. MTAS is a community that believes in intellectual enrichment. We believe in sharing information, growing intellectually, showing uh, just 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 learning from one another through dialogue and through um, the transmitting of um, information. Folks, uh, again, www.m-tas.org. Until next week, continue to be good to yourselves and good to your families. Take care.